welcome to episode 31 of Labor Pains Podcast, brought to you by Women Connector and Support. I am your host, Teresa Reiniger. This podcast is a place where we help women and men that are experiencing infertility and loss of a child during pregnancy or infancy. My guests are amazing. They come on and share their stories of those struggles of infertility. They also share their story of loss and the grief that goes along with those. We also have some episodes with experts that help answer those questions of the struggles of infertility and loss, and they give resources to help you with your desire to have a family. Today's guest, Steve, oh my goodness, just, I just love having men on the podcast to share their perspective, their story of the journey that they went through. And Steve is no different. He has definitely had some tremendous struggles. And I want to make sure that you listen to the very end. He's got some great advice and encouragement for you. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. You are welcome. I'm excited to have you today. I know we've talked for a while, uh, met kind of quite a while ago, but I'm glad that we finally have found a time that works for you and I to um, share your story, your journey. But I want to start with with this. Who is Steve? (laughs) Well, Steve is a mixture of different guys, I guess. Um, okay. I'm no different than anybody else out there, but um, I love my family. I love being a dad. Um, I cherish being a dad. I cherish being a husband. Um, I'm a car uh, enthusiast, uh, more dirt track than anything. Um, I run my own business, live on a beautiful farm, um, and, and just enjoy life. That's me in a nutshell. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So good. So I know we had talked a while ago, and I want to just start out with allowing you to share your story. I know you've had some loss um, in becoming the dad that you just said that you cherish so much. So um, let's start with that. Um, your wife became, at the time, had become pregnant. Um, did it take her a while to become pregnant? Did she have some infertility struggles? Kind of walk us through that. Um, yeah, we were together for, for, for a few years and decided to start a family together. Um, even though uh, we had children from other marriages, we wanted something uh, together. Okay. Um, after... Uh, a little bit of practice and a little bit of trying. We, we were finally successful and uh, super excited and super happy. And um, after finding out it was a boy, of course, you know, most dads are, are super excited to see their legacy live oh on. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, and, and, and in your heart, you start making plans and, and, and ideas are rushing through you and, and everything else. And 
um, it was super exciting. I, I was I was very excited uh, to become a dad again. And, and at that time, I was I mean, it was younger than I am now. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was ready for the task and and ready to to start over again. Even though um, my daughter at the time was was fifteen or so. Mm. Um, so you know, it, it's like starting all over. You know. It, you don't have a yet to learn how to put a baby bed back together and um furniture and baby proof and everything else and uh, well and everything changes in that amount of time like even oh, even the stuff that you yeah. have to have i mean it's totally oh, different yeah. for sure i mean you know what what is a bottle warmer <laughs> how do you use that thing <laughs> i mean that's the kind of silly stuff that i was faced with yeah, um, and now they have like wet wipe warmers. I'm like, oh. a wet a wet wipe warmer? Yeah, no kidding. What kind of kids are we raising these days? <laughs> Softies, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's wrong with it. We figured it out. We figured out what's wrong with the generation. <laughs> yeah, we're making it too easy mm. for them. That's right. So, um, so you're excited. You're going to have a, a little boy. That is exciting. And, and I agree that when a man knows that he's going to have a son, uh, all those dreams and hopes and and just come probably flooding, like, you know, playing ball and all of those things. Um, so how was the pregnancy? Was she sick? Did the pregnancy go okay? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, every, everything went really well, actually. Okay. Um, uh, towards the end, she she stopped working, um, just just because that's how work was, and uh, she was having a hard time concentrating and that sort of thing. So she got laid off, and so we were on my income, which was kind of stressful, but we were doing okay and we were making things work. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was healthy. Um, you know, we we thought. Um, we thought the baby was real healthy. Uh, the doctor said the baby was healthy. He was growing great. He was meeting all of his marks and his margins and measurements and, God. you know, uh, 10 toes, 10 fingers, a nose and two eyes and set of lips. You know, I mean, uh, you know, for where we were at, we were doing great. Good, good, good. But then something happened, I know. Yeah. Um, Towards the end, uh, I hate to say the end, but you know, that is the truth. But towards the end of um, uh, my wife's pregnancy, we, we got to the to the 35-week mark, and we went in for just a regular routine checkup. And um, the little man's heart wasn't beating anymore. Mm. And uh, the doctor came in and, and confirmed it. Uh, because uh, we did it by ultrasound. So the doctor came in and redid it to confirm it. Sure. That's when we started having the hard talks. Um, and I got to tell you, that was, I'd say at that point in my life, that was the, the hardest words I had ever heard besides that my mother had passed away. It was, um, that was rough. Yeah. So were you with your wife with for that ultrasound? I was thankfully. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, it was. I was very glad to be there. Um, you know, and and going forward, I I had never missed another one because I wasn't going to let her go through that alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, um, so you got the news. Um, yeah. 
got the news. Uh, her mom came and came up to the to the doctor's office with us uh, a little bit later because she was just down the road and and kind of helped us with that and and we started making plans. You know, you things have to. You know, eventually uh, Oliver has to come out, so uh, we had to had to plan that and um, get that stuff going, and that was um, that was pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, to, to see your your wife in labor, um, knowing that you know we're going to be birthing a, a stillborn, you know, giving birth to a you know, a dead little boy. Yeah, um, it was just damn hard. I, I can't I can't explain it any different than just damn hard. Yeah, yeah, not what not what you were anticipating for sure. Yeah. And, um, at the time my, my wife was real headstrong and she, she wanted to do it naturally. She wanted to feel it. Okay. And towards the end, I, I told the doctor, I said, I, I just can't, I can't handle her having to do this. So we ended up doing a, an epidural, um, that way she didn't have to, you know, fight through the, a, a regular, uh, delivery, okay. you know, with pains and that sort of thing. I just, I didn't think that was, I don't know. I didn't think it would be fair for her. Sure. It's hard enough going through what she was going through, but to endure all that. So I assume that they induced. Now, did they, do, did she get admitted immediately to the hospital? You said you had to make some decisions or did you wait a day or two? Kind of. Uh, We, we were scheduled for induction that, that same evening. Oh, okay. Uh, we went home and we we weren't we weren't prepared yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we we hadn't even packed a baby bag or anything like that. Um, you know, so we had to get some things together. You know, to stay overnight in the hospital. Uh, but then uh, we went to the hospital that evening for for an induction and uh, the that same night uh, or early early next morning uh, we had Oliver. Okay. Yeah, sometimes with inductions, it can take a long time, but it sounds like it wasn't too long of a process. Yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't long and drawn out, so that was good. That is good. That is good. Uh, yeah, I will say all the, the folks at the hospital, they were already aware of what was going on. Okay. Um, so they were very receptive and um, supportive, you know. And uh, made sure we had a, a private room and that sort of thing. So that was uh, made things a little easier. Good, good. So Oliver was delivered. And how much time were you given? Were you given enough time? Did you take pictures? Tell us what happened. Um, well, I do, if I remember right, it was over a weekend. Okay. Um, so, like, the baby photographer wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but evidently, one of the nurses had been uh, there long enough to know how the photo machine worked or whatever. So, we did get some pictures, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get plenty of time. We had pretty much the, the rest of that night to spend with Oliver. Um the the hardest the hardest part for me was 
was leaving him behind. Mm. Um, you know, I, I wanted to carry him wherever he needed to go. Um, cause I didn't know if I was going to get to see him again or anything like that. And I'm grateful that the nurse talked me out of carrying him down to the morgue, mm. but, um, you know, that's probably not where you wanted to your, your, your last memory to be. Yes. Um, uh, you know, so I did leave him in her arms and, and, uh, you know, I, I felt better with that, but it was, uh, I don't know forever life-changing and and i definitely look at my children that i have now completely different Mm -hmm. yeah well i think with just talking to other parents um and dads that is definitely one of the hardest things but i'm glad that you got pictures because i have been told many times that those are things that they cherish tremendous um tremendously and those moments yeah. spent um, holding their children. Yeah, for the for the longest time, um, there for a couple of years afterwards, because I knew it wasn't customary um, for the photographers to to take photos of of the stillborns, and I just thought that why should they be treated any differently? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I had tossed around the idea of either like setting up a fundraiser or, you know, or some sort of nonprofit to to support, you know, a photographer or, or something like that to go to the hospital and mm-hmm. and capture, you know, help these families capture the memories, you know, that that we ended up having to kind of do ourselves. I, I just afterwards, I knew how important that was for us uh, to have. And I just think that all families should have that opportunity is, you know, um, you know, so if anything, anything comes of our talk today, hopefully, hopefully some of that will, will, uh, will come to light, you know, maybe hospitals will be yeah. more receptive of that sort of thing and, and more supportive. Um, and I think that they are now, and it could be just too on um, certain hospitals, but I do believe now almost every hospital, um, they do take pictures and um, allow the parents so much time. Um, I think years ago, it was like a very limited amount of time with the child, but now um, they give a lot of time and they do a lot of pictures. I think they are finding probably from, from you and other people that that is just so important to have that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you had, like you said at the beginning, all these dreams and desires for this child and to be given a little bit of time and, and pictures to to cherish are very, very important. That they are. Mm-hmm. So did they ever determine what happened with Oliver? Um, no. Um, at the time, I, I really, my wife and I agreed that at the time that we didn't, we didn't want to be a science experiment. Okay. You know, as much as we wanted to know, you know, at the same time, we didn't 
didn't want him, well, I hate to use the word mutilated, but, you know, I didn't, we didn't want him cut on or, or anything like that. Sure. So, um, so we, we left ourselves in, in God's hands and, and God's guidance to, you know, to, to let our hearts rest. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, we did, we did a full funeral for him. Okay. Um, he's laid to rest, um, out at the, uh, at Greenmount Cemetery over with the, the rest of the babies. Um, so he has a, a place that we can go visit. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a, a beautiful headstone out there. Um, and I gotta say that, you know, between the funeral home allowing us one last hold, mm-hmm. um, and, the services rendered by the cemetery as well as uh, the folks at uh, uh, Weiss, um, they do headstones and engraving. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were very helpful with, with their services and, and helping the process be very easy. Mm, good. Which I think was great. Um, it's definitely not something I want to experience again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Here I am. Here I am. A, a, Eleven years and, and a few days later. I was going to say his um, birthday yeah. was just a couple of days ago. It sure was. Yep. So probably uh, probably good timing for us to talk. It, you know, it, it's still. I don't know. It, it it's never went away. Um. I look at the kids that we have. You know, we have now. I look at my grandson. Um, my grandsons, because mm. <laughs> we because we have three and we have a granddaughter. Oh, wow. Um, I look at my nine year old daughter. You know, I look look at all of our kids just a little differently. <laughs> you know, and um, you know, I I think of you know what if Oliver was here? You know, would we have these other kids? Mm. And you know, there's there's a lot of what ifs and and whatever, but. It, it, um, you know, as much as I'd love to have him here, we have a lot of other blessings. Sure. That, and I think that's helped, helped me move on the most. Yeah. So what did the both of you need at that time? Did you seek out some counseling? Did the hospital help you with that? Um, your church? We, um, well, we, the, the church did mm-hmm. help. Uh, with prayer and, and some counseling, um, we did uh, try to go to some share counseling. Okay. Um, it didn't feel quite right. Um, it was a support group style, um, and I don't think that was necessarily the. I don't know. At that point in time, because we were still early on, I don't think it was the right time for us okay. or or the right venue. But I think the idea was was a great idea, but just wasn't uh, wasn't quite ready yet. Okay. Um, after that, we kind of relied on family. Um, and um, a little while later, we tried to try again. Um, and. Uh, a little while later, unfortunately, we were unsuccessful. 
Uh, we had another miscarriage, but much earlier on. Okay. Um, we believe it was a little girl, or at least I do. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it, when when they come to you in your dreams, you know, and you're you're so for sure in your heart when you wake up. Uh, I I couldn't think of anything else other than other than a girl. Uh, so her name was Parker. That's what we ended up naming her. Okay. And um, we buried her right on top of Oliver. Oh. And and how far along you said an early miscarriage? Uh, if I remember correctly, I think we were like eleven weeks. Okay. Mm. That was uh that was another tough day. You oh know, you, yeah. You feel like a you know you feel like a double failure. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like losing two volleyball games out of three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, at that point I was, I was so doggone heartbroken down in the dumps, you know, I, as a man, I felt like, you know, I was a failure. I can't imagine actually what my wife felt like, you know, I could never understand that part. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I was trying to run a business, uh, trying to concentrate trying to do this and trying to do that and just couldn't do anything you know um you know the first month after losing oliver was hard enough but then then to come back and have to double down and do it again it was it was horrible yeah Um, like you said i don't know how you even could function yeah it was i don't know how I ever functioned (laughs) for sure. Yeah. So then did you guys need, obviously you needed more support or is there an opportunity then that you sought out any other support besides the family or were they your biggest strength still at that time? I would like to think they were our biggest strengths. Um, Most of my family has had either moved away or or passed on. So, um, I don't have very many close family members for myself uh, at the time my wife did. Um, but, uh, her family was kind of one of those people that, you know, we, we celebrate them while they're here. And then once they pass on, then we don't talk about okay. it. Okay. Uh, so that was kind of tough. I, I really felt, um, I don't know if you use the word abandoned, uh, but you know, I really felt lost by myself. Um, mm. you know, I really, really felt that my wife had kind of shut down, you know, that, that side of our, our life, our love life, you know, um, you know, not to get too adult, but we weren't having sex anymore. You know, hell, I was scared. I didn't want her to get pregnant. Sure. You know? Just last thing I want is another, another repeat of this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> later that year though, somehow the other, uh, um, God got us back together and we ended up getting pregnant. Um, and, uh, you know, 40 weeks later we have Naomi Marie Diane oh. and, uh, she is, um, boy, she's a spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know, I, I never, I never regret any of it. Um, I've learned a lot from it. I've learned a lot from it as a husband, um, as a friend, as a father. Um, and, and honestly, just as a, just a plain old human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, uh, Naomi is nine now. Uh, she was born in, in August of 2011. She, um, she has more energy than any kid I could ever imagine. <laughs> and, and, um, she's super smart, um, very active, loves to play. You know, she's a, a great combination of, of tomboy and, and, and daddy's girl, which helps a yeah. lot. Um, you know, she'll she'll get in a go kart and be just as competitive as any other boy out there. You know, and and she can be fierce. So it's, she's. Uh, I love those characteristics uh, for a little girl. Love yeah, that. she and that's and that is all her too. She's super creative, super smart. Um, you know, if if I had a plan for her, which which I don't, you know. Um, her life is hers to live, but you know, she'd be a, she'd be a great architect or some sort of designer. She's super creative, very good with math, you know, and, and thinks very analytically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really think if we could build on those skills, she, <laughs> she'd be a great adult sometime or the other, but yeah, until then, and, until then she, she runs me ragged. <laughs> yeah. Well, she will be a, a great adults and um you just have to keep those kind of things in your head and then it is interesting those traits that you pick out of children when they're small are definitely traits down the road when they find their careers it's like oh yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) for sure you know and I think sometimes it's okay to guide them a little bit because we all know I mean you have children that are that are older too that sometimes we need to tell our kids and other people what we see in them what those amazing traits and qualities are because almost all of us don't see it in ourselves so to encourage with those traits for sure do that with her you know let her know that those are definitely her strengths yep that's what i uh, that's what i try to do the most Good. um Good. You know that it, it's both it's both praise, you know, and and encouragement. There's mm-hmm. there's no reason for her to be lost in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, with all of that that you guys went through, I you know you're on the podcast with me today, and um, how else do you um, continue? kind of a legacy for Oliver and Parker. Do you help others um, through what you've been through? Have you been given the opportunity to do that maybe through church or with coworkers or it's not a, and I don't want to say it's um, you're just part of this group now, which no one asked to be a part of, right? But you are, you are connected with a group of people that also have had loss. Is there anywhere that way um, that you help or have you been given the opportunity to help others? 
Um, I can't really say. Well, I mean, there's there's been people that I've I've come in contact with that have have had the same uh, same losses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I offer them my testimony and, and my support as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I've introduced you to to maybe one or two of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and. It, what I find very interesting is is that many of us don't, you know, it's something we keep so close to our heart mm. that that we don't we don't really put it out there. Um, but when we do, so many people want to come and wrap their arms around you, um, and you learn that it's we have so many things in common. Mm. Um, you know, the the same hurt, the same feeling of failure, the same struggles, um, you know, and I think that community, so to speak, uh, of love is probably one of the best things for us. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But as far as like starting a group or being involved in a real group or anything like that, no. Um, I have things from Oliver that, that I hold close to my heart. Um, I have a little bracelet. Um, I have a, a plaque out in my front yard, uh, with the letter O on it and, um, on the back side of it in what is now very, very faded, uh, red marker is a letter that I wrote him. Um, but, um, when we, when we move around, cause this is our, our second home that we've had that in the same place. Um, I always planted in a garden. Uh, I put it in a garden and we grow things around it. And um, every time I pass that garden or when I'm outside working, that's, that's where I feel he's at. Mm. Um, and, you know, every a few times a year I go out to uh, go out to the cemetery. Um, the funny thing is, is, is um, Naomi likes to go out to the cemetery as well. Um she always wants to stop by the store and get him stuff and leave him stuff there or, or whatever. Unfortunately, his, his birthday is in January. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it, uh, makes it pretty tough to get out there. Um, you know, it's usually pretty soggy and, and wet and stuff, but, uh, once it does dry up, we get out there and we clean off, clean off the stone. <clears throat> um, spend a little bit of time out there and shed a little tears, but, um, you know, that's, um, that's where he's at. I think it's, it's awesome that Naomi knows, you know, about her brother and sister and wants to spend time and get things for them. Um, I think that's really neat. A lot of times I think siblings don't know that there was a loss, you know, before and sometimes even after them, um, but to be able to make sure that she's aware of that, I think that's that's wonderful. Yeah, and <clears throat> we, um, I really don't think it was ever anything that was really ever discussed because uh, my wife and I had split up when Naomi was pretty young. Uh, so we never really had that conversation with her. But I can remember um, I was like five or six, I guess, Um you know, one night I had woke up and, and came to the living room and my mom was, was there with a few candles and 
and had a little bitty birthday cake, almost just a little bit bigger than a than a uh, cupcake. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had some candles burning, and, and I was confused. <laughs> I was like, "Mom, is it your birthday?" Um, and Mom explained to me that it was actually my sister's Monica or my sister Monica's birthday. Mm. Um, and so then I was very confused. I was like, "Well, where's Monica?" Um, Monica wasn't ever buried. Um, her body was given to science. Um, but, uh, we always had a special day for her after that. And, and so I think I've, I've tried to do similar, uh, for Naomi. Um, I think it, it has helped her. I think hopefully it will, I don't, I don't ever wish for her to have to go through this, but, um, you know, if for some reason she did, um, I hope it would help her uh, with her kids uh, and her feelings about about losing losing a baby that, you know, that hopefully I did right, you know. Yeah. Um, well, do you think your mom would have ever told you about Monica had you not happened upon her celebrating? Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. My mom was a very private, very, very private say, person. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't think she would have ever told me. Yeah, I really don't. Um, a few years back, <clears throat> it had eaten me alive for a very long time. Um, you know the who, what, when, and where, and, and stuff for Monica. Um, uh, after losing Oliver, I I wanted to know, and I wanted something from my sister. Um, so. I started doing some digging and, and, um, some talking to the family members and, um, my stepmom uh, helped me quite a bit. And, um, I actually got, uh, finally, finally got a, a, a certificate of, uh, stillbirth mm. uh, from, from where, uh, where she was born. And, uh, that day I, I cried so much. <laughs> it's, um, uh, I felt, I don't know, I'm getting kind of choked up, sorry. It's okay, take um, your time. I felt, I felt so relieved um, with, I don't know, I, I don't know if it was relief or, or what it was, but um, I was very, very happy. Um, but um, I keep Monica's birth certificate and Oliver's birth certificate, you know, um, obviously Parker didn't have one, but um, I keep those in the same place the rest of our kids are at, you know, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. Um, well, you probably felt with finally getting that a little bit of, I don't know, maybe some closure, just some understanding, you know, about your sister. So it's probably good that you yeah. did that, did that research and then you had some help too to discover that yeah I, I think it was it was it was a lot of help I think it gave me closure not just with Monica but also my mom and my dad sure um because <clears throat> I wanted to know obviously you know mom celebrated the day but you know as as a kid you don't commit that stuff to memory and that was back before we had cell phones so right <laughs> um you know, but I, I always wanted to know what the, what the day was, 
you know, and, and how old I was and how, you know, what year she was born and where she was born and that sort of thing. And, um, I didn't ever have that after my, cause my mom passed away when I was 16. Um, so there was just things that I never got around to asking her, sure. <laughs> you know, but, um, now I have it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Now I have it. So it's, um, it was, it, it took a lot of work. I do know that it took a lot of work for the, the folks at the, uh, the county office in Georgia, because uh, I wrote them a letter. Um, I had to send them a copy of my birth certificate mm-hmm. with my, of my parents' names on it. <laughs> um, it took them a lot of work to hunt it down because yeah. uh, they were looking under actual birth certificates and not death certificates. And not, um, yeah. death certificates. Um, but uh, once they changed their search, they were able to find it. But uh, the lady called me from the office uh, and, you know, and said, well, this is what we had to do. And I just wanted to let you know that we did find it and, and it's on its way and that sort of thing. And I kind of, I kind of pushed it aside. I was working and I was busy, you know, I was like, oh, that's great. Thank you so much. And it didn't hit home until that sucker showed up. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, a couple of days later, it, it really got me, but um, yeah. Yeah, so you know, not just um, hopefully this this talk today doesn't um, doesn't help just parents, uh, but you know, even brothers and sisters of of those who who've lost other brothers and sisters. Absolutely. You know, and and for those parents to to try to be open and honest and understanding um, of the children who have survived, because. You know, depending on what time in their life that happened, it, it could affect them today, you know. Right. So how old were you when Monica passed away? I was two and a half. Okay. So you would have had no <laughs> recollection. Yeah, I would have. I didn't have. No, I had no memory of her whatsoever. Yeah. And, and everything that I've ever remembered has been, um, you know, candles and cupcakes. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I have... Um, I have the the oil lamp uh, here that my mom always always used uh, to celebrate her birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's a neat little treasure that I have that uh, that I can remember. And um, I don't know, there's certain, definitely things in, that uh, that are definitely worth remembering, and there's definitely things that are worth holding on to to keep those memories. Absolutely. And I, and I think just from, you know, our conversation, you know, it's just so important to do whatever is right for you to remember, you know, those lost children, like your mom, she did what she needed to do for her. Um, I think sometimes years ago, yeah, we didn't know about someone that had passed away, siblings or whatever, it was kind of kind of like you had said with with your wife you know they're gone and 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 we're done with that you know kind of thing but I think as time goes on especially as society is now um, it's important to remember those lost children Um, very important to remember them and I'm glad that you are yep I tried my best Um, some days you know, uh, I, 
I kind of forget about it. And then other days it sneaks up on me at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> Slaps you a little uh, bit, doesn't it? It's like, absolutely oh my right. goodness. Yeah it, yeah, it is. It sure does. It is interesting how certain things kind of trigger those memories to come flooding back sometimes. Yep. And sometimes it's our own kids. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, there'll be, there'll be things that, um, uh, you know, like my grandson will be doing or Naomi will be doing or something. And, you know, I'll, I'll just, sometimes I'll, I'll picture Oliver there or wonder, you know, if we'd be doing this exact same thing with Oliver, mm. you know, and, and the other kids too, you know, all at the same time. Sure. But, um, yeah, sometimes it just, like you said, smacks you upside the head and and knocks you a little bit silly, but it's, um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I really do appreciate you, especially um, as a man sharing um, your, your journey, your story about Oliver, Parker, and Monica. Um, a lot of times I don't have the men that want to share. Um Maybe because of something, you know, just happened to you, you get a little emotional and, and men sometimes don't want that, you know, people to see or hear or feel the emotion that they're having. So I really do appreciate you sharing. Um, and I think it will be, it's going to be so helpful to those other men that it's okay, you know, to, to have those feelings and those emotions. Um, losing Definitely. a child is got to it, it's got to be one of the hardest things for sure. Definitely is. And, and if there's if there's anything I want to say to um, you know to the, to the couples out there that absolutely share with us may, may be going through this exact same thing right now, whether it's you know very fresh and your heart is very raw right now, um, or even if it's 15 years after. Um, lean on each other is probably the thing that I can say do the most Um, don't give up on each other don't give up on yourselves Um, and even if your, your partner your spouse your best friend may not be showing it or feeling it the same way that you are, that they probably are. They're just not showing it. Um, try to stick together. You know, I, I clammed up and she clammed up and we stopped talking. We went through a divorce. I mean, we, we have a beautiful little girl together, but, um, you know, that that was really the, the thing that really kicks me in the ass is is you know we should have fought for ourselves a little harder i think um yeah just just try to be understanding of of the other person's feelings even if they're not showing them it's great advice and i think that we all as individuals Grieve in different ways. And like you said, just, you know, be respectful of how, what they are feeling, what they're going through, even if they're not showing it, that grief is still there. You know, I love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, definitely know that there's, there's life afterwards too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't let that, don't let that be the end of your life. 
Um, let that be even a new beginning. Uh, I'm today. I'm happily married. We have we don't have any kids together, but we have you know um, a family together, and and we have grandchildren and uh, two beautiful dogs, and you know I'm able to run a successful business, and we're able to enjoy life. You know, it, there's there's other opportunities and other chances out there, and you just have to to fight through and just keep going. You know, lean on lean on God, lean on your faith, or whatever whatever you believe in. But um, damn it, don't quit. <laughs> I love that. Yes, stick with it. And I love that you share that there is life after. It probably, I'm sure, even with you, you know. Those first months, weeks, years were very difficult, but you have to stick with it. Absolutely. And, and lean on somebody. Find some support somewhere first with your spouse, from what you said, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then reach further than that, you know? Sure. Wherever that support yeah. is. You know, talk to your parents because um, more than likely, I bet, I bet um, a lot of folks out there don't realize that that maybe mom and dad also had a miscarriage and they just never talked about it, you know, but. Um, You're exactly right. I didn't know about my mom's miscarriage until I had one of my own. It's just not talked uh, about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know um, my, my grandmother on my dad's side had uh, several miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and one day um, when I went to visit her and uh, I don't know, she just gave me the biggest hug mm. that I had ever received from her and and told me, you know, that that she understands and that, you know, um, keep trying and you'll have a beautiful family. Yeah. And it, it, it didn't um, it didn't sink in right there uh, at that point in time. But, um, you know, a couple of years later, somehow or the other, you know, things came out and, and that's when I learned about it and, uh, it made sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's great advice. Make sure you talk to your parents, grandparents, yep. you know, they're there to support you as well. Absolutely. So anyway, well, I want to thank you again for coming on. I really do appreciate you being on and sharing you're very welcome I, I appreciate you having me on wow thank you so much Steve for coming on today to share your story your journey it was a hard one really hard you're still enduring the grief the loss from Oliver and Parker and your sister Monica as well and I know you had indicated you felt very alone and I think you might have used the word abandoned through your grief so I very much appreciate you coming on and sharing all of that with us sharing that with me and the listeners and to the listeners thank you so much for taking part of your precious time today to listen If you indeed have been given some great advice or encouragement by Steve, I ask that you write a review. And if you haven't already, 
please subscribe to the episode so that you don't miss an episode. And as always, the very most important thing is for you to share this podcast with a person you know that is feeling very alone, that is struggling with infertility or loss. Share it with them. It will be both so beneficial for them. So we can make sure that we can connect and help them. Please connect with me either by email at Teresa, and that's T-E-R-E-S-A dot womenconnect2019 at gmail.com or reach out to me via Facebook at Women Connect and Support. And all of that information is in the show notes if you didn't write it down fast enough. Also, if you would like to share your story with me, I would love to hear your story. I would love to be able to support you and help you. Or if you'd like to share it on the podcast, I'd be grateful for that as well. So reach out to me. You have my information. We know that sharing our stories are just very, very powerful. And they will always inspire others and give them hope, just like Steve did today.